Welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hi everyone, welcome to Dear Alice. Today we're going to be talking about outdoor living spaces. Um, those are your outdoor spaces where um, some people have decks, some people have um, really nice big patios. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a pool, but it's just a really nice gathering spot. There's nothing better than going out in the evening and having a meal, watching the sunset, turning on the fire pit, um, having s'mores, and then just having conversation. I feel like time is like, it just kind of stands still when you're with good company and there's fire and stars and it's dark outside. And yeah. I feel you like- You don't pay attention to time. I feel like, you, and I feel like you, you tell know? more secrets because you can't see each other very well and you just feel like you trust everyone. Mm. It's the best. Of a fire. And, yeah. your day, and your day lasts longer. That's what I'm, yes. I've realized from putting, when I put a fire pit in our house last summer, I was like, man, I feel like, yeah. I feel like we have more of the day to use. Yeah which was oh, awesome. Gorgeous thought. Yeah. yeah. You inside, you're just, okay, like get the kids bathed. Like let's get them down. Like we'll watch Netflix and we'll go to sleep mm-hmm. when you have a fire pit. Yeah. And gentlemen, it's a party all like, night. Yeah. And it's like, it's almost more comfortable in the evening to be outside. And so when you say the day lasts longer, it really does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you're interested in stars and the moon and the sunset each night. You get to experience stuff that you typically wouldn't because you'd be inside winding down, yeah. maybe watching, mm-hmm. like you said, watching TV or something. And yeah. you get, it's like a whole. Yeah. When we did it last summer in our old house, it was a must have. Mm-hmm. Had to put it, we put it in our budget. That was on the top of the list to have one in our new house. Cause it was like, we used it every single day. That was like last the fire pit, or yeah. is that what you're talking about? Yeah, last summer was like quarantine, right? And so we were like, we have to get out of the house. We have to have some sort of like outside experience. Yeah. And so that's what we did. We bought a fire pit. It was a propane one. Dug the, you know what I mean? I, we made it look as best as we could. Um, and it was awesome. And we loved it. And so we're like, every summer, this is what we're doing. COVID, no COVID. Yeah. Fire yeah. pit. Love that. that. So you have so a fire good. pit. Yeah. And you know what? It makes you want to invite people over. You know, oh, I like just, that. And ours, ours is obviously we have like a little bit of land and they were, it was owned by cowboys with like lots of horses and we have a barn and their fire pit was like made, it's like this giant concrete um, pit and it's so much fun. And I have, yeah. I have a Renaissance man of a husband and he's all about making like a real fire. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk, we'll kind of get into that on the pros and just different, um, things about different ways to create a fire, mm-hmm. but I love it. Like, and it just, it, it evokes like, Oh, invite these people over. Let's roast some dogs and like uh-huh. get chili going. And like, it's just so fun. You get music going and you just sit out by the fire and you just gaze up at the stars. And it's mm-hmm. just like Corey said, just, there's no time. You know, mm-hmm. you, know you just, it st- stands still, mm-hmm. you know, kids love, love it. That. Adults love it. It's super therapeutic and it's a beautiful wind down. Mm. for the day. So, I mean, this might turn into just a fire pit, <laughs> a fire pit <laughs> a podcast fire pit discussion. Yeah. <laughs> but no, so those outdoor beautiful. spaces are, um, I mean, I think a lot of people could, you know, run to Costco and grab a matching set and throw it outside and call it good. But, um, if you really want to go about planning it and doing it in a really beautiful poetic way, that's kind of what we're here to talk about today. Um, yeah, so um, we worked on a project um, a couple summers ago for, 
I think it's called the garden cottage on our portfolio. And it's just a really, the, um, the homeowners were able to acquire a couple acres of land right next to their property. And they put in um, really beautiful set of like swings, almost in an amphitheater formation. And um, they had like an apple orchard that they put in as well as a really cute little garden cottage where she could host parties and company. And just outside the garden cottage were Nana, Nana, Nana wall that opens up the doors the whole side of the house. And there was a little courtyard area with a fire pit. And um, I think the landscape architect had a different idea than we did about the space planning. So this fire pit got put in really close to a little pony wall. And his idea was that the people would sit on the pony wall next to the fire pit, but it was too far away. Mm-hmm. But it was, we couldn't fit chairs in there because it was too close together. And all of this was, you know, built per, you know, it was built per, per um, the architect's plans and the landscape architect's plans. And then we came in and we're like, oh, darn it. If only we could, you know, be really comfortable because at the end of the day, we don't really want to sit on a stone wall. We want to sit on a comfortable chair because I think people will stay longer. You know, you don't want to just put like stone benches around your fireplace. And we see a lot of people do that and they're like, oh yeah, there's just like a little perching, a perching spot for the kids to do s'mores. But I'm like, that's all that's going to happen there then. Yeah. Like you're not going to stick around there because no one's going to sit on a like a 12 inch like slab of stone with a vertical back. Like Mm -hmm. that's not comfortable. You'll go somewhere else. So if you really, if you kind of build it, they will come, you know, if it's comfortable and if it's close and kind of proximity to the fire too, if it's close enough to like appreciate it, but far enough to not get like hot, yeah, too hot. I think that that's Mm. the magic. So pay attention. If you're about to embark on doing this, kind of pay attention to that as you start to space plan and figure out the exact, you know, spot in your yard and the chairs that you'll have around your fire pit. Um, I think that's beautiful. We just did another one too or a client that we just um, pitched this last week and it was, they had the landscaper had planned this like lavender garden and like this little pocket, this grove of trees with like a fire pit and chairs. And so we just specified all that. And it was so much fun to really kind of think, I'm like, what are the chairs that want to be around this? What does the fire pit look like? First of all, and then what do the chairs look like? And then the little stools and things that they're going to actually like set, you know, their cider on or, you know, like prepare their hot dog. Anyway, it was just such a beautiful scene and it really all those details make it so that you'll actually use it mm-hmm. it'll be a functional thing if anything we learned from 2020 um, it is that we like only want to do spaces that we're going to use mm-hmm. you know like all those spaces like if you're going to put the time and money into it make sure that it's functional make sure it's absolutely comfortable for you to use and beautiful yeah i have a comment on the pony wall thing yeah. I almost did it on my like new fire pit because we poured concrete. So here, yeah. this is the reason that I, <laughs> I was thinking about it because it's like, I had to like sit more people, but we will use our fire pit in the winter actually too. So yeah. if we want, we want to be able to sit as close as possible, yeah, like as we can then. Yeah. So that's why we elected to do that. So that's just another like food for thought. Okay. Because I think some yeah. people are probably like, oh, well, we like, you know what I mean? You sit, you know, more people and maybe not listen to us, but. If you're going to use it on like maybe a not a super warm day, you're going to want to be close to that fire and not four feet away, like probably most pony walls would be. Mm-hmm. So just to add to that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's good. Um, Corey has a fire pit that is gas. Yes. Suze has a fire pit that is wood burning. Wood burning. Mm-hmm. One point that the landscape architect... Um, when I was looking at putting in my yard and wanted to do a fire pit, he said, I want you just to think about what you want your s'mores to taste like. Do you want them to taste like gas 
Or do you want them to taste like charcoal? Or do you want them to taste like wood? And you're like, what? You just blew my mind. (laughs) Um, So I don't know if you guys can both speak to that point. Can you taste the gas in yours when you... I think you can taste like the flavor of the smokiness from wood burning, but I don't think it makes a difference. It doesn't add that like smoky flavor to Uh it. Yeah. Um, but I can never taste gas. Like I've never, I've never been like, oh, this is a good s'more. It tastes like, <laughs> it tastes like propane. I've never, I've never thought that. Right. Well, I guess propane is what also cooks our hot dogs and our hamburgers and, exactly. and it tastes fine. Yeah. And, okay. and, and some people have natural gas. So my new house, I just had a line like taken directly to my gas meter. Yeah. So that's a lot more efficient. It's a lot cheaper. I don't have to run out for propane, you know nice. what I mean? You get that yeah. filled up somewhere. So right. That's been nice, and I haven't used it yet because it's literally brand new. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've used them before in, in other people's homes, and I couldn't, I couldn't taste a difference. Although I'd have to say, like, if I'm cooking a hot dog on it, I would much rather it be on a wood burning stove. Come over, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bring the kids. Perfect. Yep. Definitely. Um, I think one of the new cool girls at the party when it comes to fire is the fire table. Yeah. Um, I think Very those cool. are really rad. You can build your s'more right on, you know, the ledges the ledge, of those. Yeah. If it's like a good 14 inches or something, you can even prop your feet up on it. Um, it's super comfortable. It feels like yeah. being around a coffee table. It feels arch- it's very architectural. Too. I think you so know, too. Like structure and you can like, have, like it, have the same surface that's on your floor, you know, the flagstone kind of like wrap onto that. And so mm-hmm. I think this is very uniform and resort. It's magical. It's kind of the same idea. My brother and I have been having this um, argument about he's putting in um, some big pergolas and dining area and a big, huge um, fireplace at the end with like a chimney that goes up and then a pool on the other side. And architecturally, it's just a magazine shoot. It's going to be gorgeous. But I was like, I don't think you're going to want a big firebox because then you can only sit in it like a horseshoe formation Mm -hmm. or with the fire table, you're 360 degrees of a conversation. And that's what you guys are going to want to do is you're going to sit out there and talk with all your friends, but you can't look at each other's faces. Yeah. You know, you're all going to be just looking at a fire. Yeah. So I don't know. Think about that as you're thinking about your outdoor spaces is yeah. how you kind of want that to function. I think architecturally the fire place with the chimney box is like such an incredible feature, especially because your pergola is also happening up in that atmosphere and it's so strong. So I think it's going to be really one to warm yourself by though. You know yeah, that's I mean? true. I mean, because you'll have like to be the closest one. Distance from that. Well, and s'mores too, right? Yeah, like, s'mores, like the kids can like go up and you'll be like, hey, roast these mallows and then bring them to me and I'll put them together. But like not everybody is gathering mm-hmm. around that fireplace. Like in a really, you know, I don't know the way that we see like when you have like a fire pit, you know, yeah. or something. I will say one thing, bad thing about the fire pit, like the wood burning versus like gas I would say like the smoke, the smoke, it travels. And so you're like, you just don't want to be in that wind tunnel that like where the smoke of that fire is traveling. So you are, if you can imagine yourself camping, right? All you campers out there and you're like wiggling around the fire pit to make sure that you're not in that, in that line, because that's the worst Mm -hmm. if you are in the line of the smoke. Yeah. That's what, that's one pro obviously of the gas. Mm -hmm. Um, There's other pros obviously, Mm -hmm. but um, yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, space is going to be more usable when it's um, shaded, um, whether it's an umbrella or a pergola in your outdoor spaces. Mm-hmm. I've talked about it before about how my backyard is west facing and it feels so hot to be out there. And so 
We definitely need to get a pergola going with maybe some drapery. I do have umbrellas and you just kind of have to get up to adjust them depending on the time of day. Uh So you kind of have to adjust that during the party. And if it's in the evening and you have Mm -hmm. the sun right on the horizon, like what do do you have just like a, I don't know, do you like totally crank that over or are you not, you're not out there, right? Well, the, no, sun is going down in the summer at 9.30, so it's not hot. So okay. you're okay not to be under yeah. um, shade cover. But architecturally, um, the style of my home is perfect for a pergola. So it is something to think about for outside. Yeah. Um, it's not enough to just pop furniture out there. You definitely need areas for shade. Otherwise, you're not going to last very long. Yeah. Right? And your kids, too, are all going to be blistered and hot and red-faced. <laughs> <laughs> Picture that, everybody. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm a visual person. I just made that really awful, didn't I? Uh, <laughs> See, if you had like a big sprawling yard or something, you have swing sets or trampolines and stuff, and like kids are out there and you just want to keep an eye out on them, mm-hmm. do a shade cover for you. Yeah. Anything. To have a little outdoor space so you can still be out and you can be making sandwiches or whatever, but they can kind of come in without having to come into your house. Yeah. If you can have some type of shaded area to, you know, kind of serve the sandwiches, but just even for you to hang out and, you know, catch up on Instagram while the kids are playing, but still have an eye on them. I think, yeah, that shaded area I think is important. Even if you don't have a pool, even if you're just like a big backyard, that's a Mm -hmm. fun center, you know? Definitely. And, and I think the outdoor areas are more than one area, right? There's like dining, there's lounge, lavender um, gardens, lavender gardens. Yes. (laughs) Um, there's all sorts of things. And so, um, you guys can decide how you want to do it. The visual of an umbrella, I think is really charming at a party. Um, so I think there's still space for that. If you want a table out in the sun with a um, beautiful umbrella and then maybe lounges under a pergola or, a covered porch or something like that. Um, so there's a lot of ways to get that done, but make sure you're planning shade when you are planning for your outdoor area. Totally. Yeah. A fun spot to add a fireplace is by the pool house. Oh, yes. There's something about all the elements coming together. You've got water and fire, right? You've got like the moon and the stars and there's just all these you have like yeah food being prepared it just ignites all the senses totally and you can kind of turn on the um lights in the pool and it's just like you feel like you're on vacation yeah so pretty so um make sure that i I think that's cute to have those kind of coming together Mm -hmm. um consider how to winterize your outdoor furniture is another point we wanted to make some companies have designated covers um if they don't ask about that Mm -hmm. otherwise you're going to need to um, all it all into a storage unit. And that's, yeah. That's, there's, it takes up so much room, guys. So much room. I mean, lucky for me, I have a three-car garage. And so honestly, in the winter, the entire third bay is my outdoor sectional and all of my chairs and my outdoor rug. And Yeah. There you go. It's not for a car. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's a two car with a storage <laughs> unit. And that's what that I is. mean, no, but we just got a third car so our daughter can drive. So I'm like, what are we going to do? <laughs> Somebody's going to have to park on the street. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just exactly. kidding. But for real, it takes up so much room. I guess um, we have also um, gone underneath our house. We have some storage under there, but it's just hard to have to bring our stuff down the stairs and all of that where our garage is just through a door. So um, you're going to have to figure out where to put all this stuff, which people don't always think about when they're buying it. <laughs> So either cover it or it's got to go inside. Oh if you yeah. live in a climate like ours, if you live in California, congratulations. You. Yeah. you don't need to do these things. Yeah. Another point we wanted to make is um, make sure and have like a good time with your outdoor lighting oh, because yeah. this is really giving back to the party. Yeah. You 
my only have your outdoor sconces on because you don't really have overhead lights. You just got the stars. You've got a fire pit. And then maybe you have your sconces on for wayfinding in case somebody has to go in and use the bathroom. So like if you do have a pergola, I don't know. I'm a fan of just like the outdoor lights and it just makes it feel like oh, a Paris bistro, you know, totally. you are able to have those little globe lights happening around the space. Like mm-hmm. it just, it's like moth to a flame guys. Yeah. Um, I gravitate toward those spaces and I just like want to go in and like listen to great music and like eat something great and just like, you know, stay there for a while. Yeah. So definitely I think those are great. I would great. say, I would say one thing is like, don't forget the lighting in my old house the people that built it, there was no outdoor light and it was the worst. They had a floodlight, which I unplugged because when that baby went on, it was like a motion one. You were like, thought the Blinded. cops were there. Yeah, it was <laughs> insane. So that's, yeah, to add to that point, mm-hmm. um, be be thinking of that, be thoughtful of it. And your landscaper, they can help you do that too as far as like lighting the pathways with like certain little torchers and yeah, um, and it just makes it darling and it just like, expands your property at night too because mm-hmm. you can kind of see kind of where it starts and ends and. I just think it's a lovely, you know, ambient when you're out there. Totally. I think the um, another th- really cool place to really amp up design is the ground or the floor mm-hmm. of your outdoor entertaining spaces. It doesn't just have to be a concrete pad. No. You can use um, bluestone, uh, natural limestone. Um, pavers. Pavers so are beautiful. so charming. I saw recently um, a gal I follow on Instagram is putting in a beautiful driveway, but I think this would be so pretty for a lounge area. They're doing, um, their concrete is going to be poured into large squares and then they're putting turf in between it. And um, it just makes a really cute pattern. I've always wondered how to do that. I'm like, I don't know if the grass would grow. I'm going to have dandelions between mine. (laughs) Um, But they're just using turf, which I think is like such a commonplace thing now. And there's really high-end turfs that look super believable. So that would be fantastic, I think, for um, a patio area. Are you kidding? Think about that with the pergola and the lights and the music and the pool. I will say, too, I've been seeing a lot of, post to around like fire pits and things just like with the pebble gravel and it's such a California desert look that just like I am so in love with yeah so anyway obviously it's not necessarily fun to walk barefoot on yeah that is the one or in heels about or in heels (laughs) (laughs) whatever maybe don't do it but (laughs) no I think it's perfect for your for your um whole situation you guys definitely need to do that I love the sound when people pull in and drive on it yeah Yeah, the gra- loose gravel, find spots to do that. I think it's a, if you have like a little bit more relaxed aesthetic, I think it's beautiful. If you don't know what that looks like, if you um, Google Windsor Smith, the Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow home um, mm-hmm. that they bought, that Windsor Smith designed, the whole drive, everything about it is all just that pebble gravel. And it's so relaxed. And yeah. Lovely. I love that. So good. And we have another note here. um, So you can speak to this. That If a piece looks uncomfortable, it probably is. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's not lying. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we just did that. I just, I mentioned it earlier, that lavender garden and the fire pit. And we were, as we were pulling, pulling chairs, we were looking at options and I'm like, you know, I could immediately say, I'm like, I don't think that'd be comfortable that wouldn't be comfortable. And like, if you can imagine a lavender garden with a fire pit, you're going to want to stay there for a while. It'll be lit beautifully. And you want something that's going to be comfortable, that has a good pitch, that has a loose cushion. Mm -hmm. You know, they can take those in obviously during the winter and like how's everything. But um, I'm like, that's what I would want to be in. Yeah. You know, with like great little, and she has a quirky style. So we did really darling garden stools, Mm -hmm. you know, in different patterns just to kind of, all the seating was uniform. Mm -hmm. 
with white cushions, but then like you do get some accents and a little bit of character with like the garden stools and some of those accent pieces. Don't forget those um, because that's what gives wit, I think, Mm -hmm. to your space and kind of identifies what the style is. We also mentioned we carry these rad teak root balls Mm -hmm. that feel very sculptural, you know, that can like you always have like little void corners in your landscaping and in like your back courtyards and things. Mm -hmm. And just having something sculpturally to kind of your eye to kind of graze by Mm -hmm. is really interesting and thoughtful. Definitely. Um, And I think big um, planters too help soften a scene. Lovely. um, With all the plantings. I mean, you can get shade from trees that way, but also just seasonal flowers and big, generous planters kind of oozing out. Um, And also you can smell it. Like you're talking smelling lavender, but... Um, just and also it brings green to a scene that might not naturally be lush because you're on some yeah. sort of hard surface generally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the idea of like the aromatic gardens, you know, mm-hmm. like where you're actually going to be sitting. sitting. Um, one thing I didn't realize, Jeremy Fulmer was telling me this on like lavender. Kind of, we have this little entry breezeway, and I'm like, do I plant lavender? So it's kind of a like a, yeah. a experience when you approach it. He's like, it would look beautiful. He's just like, it it attracts bees. Oh, so be cautious. So like when you are working with your landscaper that he's knowledgeable on what other things come with these beautiful plantings, mm-hmm. you know, be it bees. I'm like, oh yeah, I don't want to have like a hive every time someone's like walking to the front door, <laughs> they're like being attacked. That's, that's not cool. <laughs> that's not welcoming. Here's something, here's yeah. something to know though. Yeah. I mean, I know bees are like, like you don't want them around. If you have bees in your yard though, they repel wasps. Oh, yes, like people who keep bees, there's like no, they don't have any wasps yeah. at, at their house because yeah. it's, it's bee territory. I territory. want to be, uh, I want to have a honey. Me too. I want to be a beekeeper. Yeah, I do. That I suits you. Be, I think that'd be good. That makes yeah. sense. Okay, yeah. so maybe not in my entryway, but somewhere we'll have that <laughs> yeah. for the bees to come. You are so, wel- you are welcome to come to my home. Yeah, I would rather have bees than wasps. So <laughs> for sure, yeah. for sure, those things are the worst. Well, that's so. a bummer to talk about. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but do think about the smell of things. So I do think that that does add to the experience, mm-hmm. and it can be lovely. And they don't all attract bees. So what is that? Talk to your landscaper, the spaces that you're going to be actually using. Mm -hmm. Um, There's just so many cool things to do landscaping wise, like be it cutting gardens and vegetable gardens and how you actually like interact with stuff from like your outside to your inside, Mm -hmm. Um, including like obviously your fire pit. Where is that located? That would make it a more lovely experience. Yeah. What is that experience and that journey to the fire pit? Right. You know, think about those things, guys. It's, mm-hmm. It can be anything. One, one cool thing that um, I learned from the landscape architect, we keep saying Jeremy Fillmore. He's our landscape architect that we use we did often. a podcast with him. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, um, he taught me, I was like, do I do I need a place to, to put a garden? I don't know if I'll use it, but do I need to, you know, have a place? He's like, it doesn't really make sense to have a garden that's just out there in the middle of nowhere and it needs to be tilled and everything else. He said, I put, I plant garden in with the beds. So even in with the flowers, you can have carrot tops coming up or you can have tomatoes in with that or also in your pots, you know, you could have mint growing in one out by this area, right? That you're going to be sitting and you could pluck some off and serve mojitos or, um, so know that in those big pots, um, in your sitting area that is surrounding you, those could be herbs and that sort of thing that are planted in with, with your flowers and all of that. I love that. My mom always had that. Um, she has a big planter outside her kitchen door that she does grow herbs in. And whenever you walk up the porch steps, I just like always like graze my hand and you smell your mm. hand. You can smell the thyme or the basil or the mint. And it's just so 
It's such a lovely experience. So definitely employ the planters yeah, and grow your herbs in those. And I think it'll just add to the whole journey. It'll so really cool. Pretty. I was just talking yesterday, we were talking to Drew, our president, and he's growing um, a lot of different plants right now in a really cool new system. Um, but he said he's growing Thai basil and he was like, my gosh, we're making the most amazing salads right now. And that's it. He's like, when we cut, when we cut it up to use it, he's like, it's so fragrant. Like the whole house smells like Thai basil. I'm like, what could be better than that? It's amazing. I mean, think of the fun things that you would do if you're growing fun stuff. You're like, I got to use it. I love that. I love the idea of putting it in with like your shrubs and just this in your beds. Like that feels to me like very utilitarian. Totally. Space that you have. So that's great. Very Peter Rabbit about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's with everything. That's good. I, I had a big basil plant growing and I was like, feeling like I had to use it. So I took some and muddled it up with my hands and threw it in my diet Coke with lime. And it was amazing. Um, which I wouldn't have normally thought to do, but you just kind of make fun cocktails when you have all this stuff. I know last night we made pizza. Uh Like we rolled out the dough, like did everything. And and at the end of it, we took it out. And I just like, yeah, I took some of my basil from my plant and threw it on there. Look at this. This is a cooking podcast now. (laughs) But it really like, you do feel so much closer to like your home when you're actually like being part of it and growing some of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So use that opportunity for sure. Definitely. Um, the only last point we had to make was that um, in Utah and other climates, we're kind of high and dry here. People mm-hmm. don't realize we're a desert, and altitude-wise, we're super, super high. Yeah. Um, I think we're even higher than Colorado. Yes, snow on Earth. Aren't we? That's know. known as like... I, th- I, I thought they were higher than us, but I could be wrong. Well, we're really high, so it's hard. We're all high. <laughs> we're, it's okay, really so. hard altitude-wise for everything, but um, it's really safe to stick to really high-quality metals, so that they stand the test of time. One of our reps came in and just mentioned that um, the new Waldorf Astoria was opening in Park City and they weren't going to get their outdoor furniture delivery in time. So they had to hurry and just fill the pool decks and everything. They um, used restoration hardware outdoor and it only lasted one season. All of the joints where they're soldered together popped from the water getting in them. And um, it's amazing because it's such a beautiful beautiful line and maybe they've rectified that since but um it all fell apart crazy the whole thing sunk cost so then they had to start over again and it's just so frustrating to have to spend to make all those decisions first of all spend money on outdoor furniture and then to not be able to use it again for another season so just be really careful to buy fantastic quality products have good guarantees when you're doing all of this be aware of your climate yeah. It affects so many things, right? Like, Definitely. Be it teak, be it iron, be it whatever it is. Like mm-hmm. nothing, especially when it's in elements, is like bomb proof. So just make sure you're like caring for it correctly and purchasing it correctly from the get go. Yeah. Amen. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. I hope this helps and get out there. Have a great summer. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 